Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Marcy McConnell, one of the founders of the Reclaim Soul. Marcy helps clients improve their self-awareness so they can experience healing personally and in every relationship in their lives. Her goal is to see clients live with a passion, a resolute courage, and not only to feel free, but to boldly walk in that freedom, which is just the best introduction I think I've ever given on this podcast. <laughs> Welcome, Marcy. I'm so glad you're here with us today. Oh, my gracious. The best introduction. I'm freaking out now. No pressure whatsoever. Oh, Kirsten, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, I need you to know that our family has benefited from the resources from Metro Family. So um, I'm so glad to be here and now get to be a guest. Um, you're a great resource for our city. So thanks for having me. Thank you. I appreciate those kind words. We're, we're trying to pump it out as quickly as we can. And I'm so glad it's been helpful to some people, it sounds like. So. Yep, you're doing great. <laughs> well, Marcy, we're going to just dive right into it. One of the tools you use for helping your clients grow is Enneagram coaching. So for those of us who might not know what the Enneagram test is, can you talk to us a little bit about the theory behind it um, and how it might differ from other personality tests? Sure thing. Talking about the Enneagram is my favorite. So first of all, let me say that as fun as all those tests on social media are that help you find um, your inner Disney princess and all of that stuff, that's not what we're talking about here today. Not. Um, those things are great. They're fun, but they definitely are not going to help you live boldly with courage. So um, there's so many resources out there that are great to help improve your self-awareness to help you grow. And I'm a huge fan of all of them. Um, while those tests are great, they manage our behavior. So they manage what we do. And the thing that sets the Enneagram apart is the fact that it gets to our heart, the why behind the behavior. So when we choose to only manage our behavior by itself, we might always struggle because we haven't gotten to the root of what's really going on. But when we discover the why, behind the behavior and go straight for our core motivations, why we do what we do. It is then that we can have real life change and walk in that freedom. And y'all, that's the power of what the Enneagram can do. I don't know who in the world does not want to walk in freedom. I do. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And I think you hit the nail on the head. A lot of our behavior is subconscious. And so kind of trying to trace those trails back and figure out what those triggers were, um, why we reacted in a certain way. Sometimes we don't know those things. So Enneagram is a helpful tool for us to figure all of that out. It definitely gives words to the things we've always known. So we do the things, but we don't always know why or have words for it. And the Enneagram does a great job of putting words to what we've always known is happening. It's, it's, it is so layered and so deep. It's so great. I love it. Absolutely. Well, for reference, and I think it's only fair um, to start with maybe describing what our Enneagram numbers are. So I take the I took the test a couple of years ago. Um, I am a five and I do feel um, that that's pretty accurate in my life. It shows up often. Um, means I'm the thinker. I'm absorbing all the information and kind of analyzing a lot of it. Um, you know, even in these conversations that I'm having right now, it's just running a track in my brain. So can you share what your number is? And for those of us who um, maybe don't know our numbers, talk a little bit about where the best places are to take the test. Oh, Kirsten. Okay. So you're the investigative thinker. So you're always scanning for the information. 
Um, there are nine Enneagram types. Um, that's how many there are total. And each type has a name that goes with it. So yours is the investigative thinker. Um, other examples are the loyal guardian, the romantic individualist, the moral perfectionist. Those are just a few examples. Um, I'm a type eight. I'm the protective challenger. Uh, so that means I'm going to be a straight talker and I'm going to challenge probably all the things um, just because I want to see if you know what we're doing. And so I can follow you and be all in with what's going on. Um, I also have a very strong type seven wing, which is the entertaining optimist. And that type seven wing helps me find joy in literally all of the things, all of them. Um, <laughs> the thing that a question I get often is, so there's only nine types for all the people on the world. Every There's only nine. And it's very important to note that we're not just one personality type. Each type has two wings on either side of it. And there's going to be one wing that's stronger than the other. So when I said I'm an eight with a strong seven wing, um, I have two wings, but one is stronger than the other. Um, so that the wings give us some flavor and they spice up each individual and they add each, they add uniqueness to each type. Um, and gosh, as you can see, the Enneagram is so layered and it can uncover so much to help us grow. The, the biggest key is uh, that we let it, that we let it um, uncover that about ourselves. The test we use at the Reclaimed Soul, it's a paid test, um, but there's a great free test if you guys want to go look and take your test. Now you certainly can do that. It's located at yourenneagramcoach.com. So feel free to check that out. I'd love to hear from you guys, what your type is, what you think about it. Do you agree? Um, there's a whole nother train of thought too, where you may take the test and be like, I don't know. I don't know if that really describes me, but that's why having a coach is also important because there's so much to uncover. And that may not be your type because you may be in a weird spot that day you took the test, or you may be having other things that are going on like 2020. You may have other things that are happening. So um, it's important to, to do some some research and learn about all the different types so that when you take the test, you can also put your learning with it to discover your type. So I hope that's helpful. Absolutely. Well, and I like what you said about the layers in the Enneagram. I do feel like this test, um, probably more so than others, um, allows for a lot of flexibility, even though there is nine types, it kind of each number especially paired with the other can can lead to some nuances in every single person. So I do like that that is um, flexible enough to accommodate a lot of different personalities, because as we know, there are a lot of different personalities in the world. And we're yeah. all about that. Like you said, in 2020, all the personalities are coming out. <laughs> all of the things. Well, and I hope it helps all of you know that you are a very layered person. You are very nuanced. All of us as individuals, there's nobody else like you. And so to say there's only nine types, sometimes I can feel like I'm in a box. And so it's important to know that, yes, the Enneagram only has nine types, but there are wings to each side. Here in a little bit, we'll talk about even more depth. So no, the Enneagram does not box you in saying you are this type, this is what you do, and that's it. Oh no, it, it goes as deep as you let it. That's for sure, as deep as you'll let it. 
I love that. Well, let's go ahead and jump into Enneagrams and parenting styles. Um, a few months ago, last year, we posted an article um, about what your Enneagram type says about your school at home style. Uh, and this was during the 2020 school year when it was, and it was hugely popular among our readers. I think a lot of parents were looking for resources around uh, school at home and adjusting to new roles in that way. Um, they, parents, were then and are still desperate for help as they are navigating these new roles as COVID continues. There's so much to unpack here, but what are some common challenges you see in parents that you coach as it relates to managing their households? Um, we, we need some tips, Marcy. I'm hoping you can help Listen, us. Listen, I do not have all the answers, but I do know like the Enneagram has some of them. It can help you. Um, but first I wanted to say, Parents know this, you are the parent of your child for a reason. You can do this. Um, I need to be told that a lot. <laughs> My husband knows that. So I need to be told that. So that's why I wanted to share that with you. Um, you're the parent of your child for a reason and you've got this, you've got this. Keep on, keep on. Um, I know all of us parents, we wanna raise healthy kids. We wanna raise healthy kids who can live their lives um, free to be themselves. And we want them to live with crazy courage. Um, let me say this loving, lovingly to you parents, though. You can't lead your kids to a place where you haven't been. You may want your kids, actually, you don't. You want your kids to be free to be themselves. But maybe you yourself are uncomfortable in your skin. You want your kids to have courage to face today. But sometimes we don't feel so brave. Um, our kids don't need perfect parents at all because we can't do that. They don't need you to be perfect, but your kids do need you to be centered and to be healthy as you can be. So Kirsten, to answer your question, um, most parents that I meet with, they tend not to fully invest in their emotional, spiritual, or relational health. Um, and there's a billion reasons for that, a billion, and most of them are good reasons. Um, but if we want our kids to be strong and free, one of the best things we can do for them is model what it is to be strong and free. So parents, ask yourself this. Um, when is the last time you did something that will help you grow? I encourage you, take that class if that's what you want to do to grow. Make that new friend. Um, get Enneagram coaching. Do something um, to invest and to help yourself grow. Because when you show your kids that growth is possible, that health is possible, um, that's the best thing you can do for them. And quite frankly, a lot of us are nearing the point where we cannot afford to not do that. It's time for us to take care of ourselves in order to best care for our children, especially these days. We must take care of ourselves. Right. You are so right. We talk about self-care so much on our podcast, within our articles and our magazine on our website. Um, I think self-care has never been prioritized like it is in this day and age. And rightfully so. I mean, those weak points have the crevices are becoming deeper and wider in all of us. And you're, and you're so right. We have to fill our own cups before we're able to fill those of our kids, our partners, our friends, our family, and on and on. Um, that is a very powerful. I appreciate you giving that um, advice and encouragement to our readers. Woo, I live it out. So I, I think I can speak out of, I'm right there with you parents. Like I feel it with you and I believe in you and you can do it. So let's just today, 
is all we could do. So we'll do the best we can today. And then we'll worry about tomorrow when it gets here. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I think it's more important than ever. We talk about self-care, but also being able to recognize um, and learn more about our own stress triggers as parents. Um, of course, we want to be the best we can be. Of course, we just never want to be stressed in general. <laughs> we never want to lash out at our partners and our kids, um, but we do because like you said, kids don't have perfect parents. They don't need perfect parents and there is no perfect parent. Mm -hmm. So how can I learn more about my Enneagram number in relation to stress? Mm -hmm. And what are some typical behaviors that might indicate I'm in a stress cycle that might affect my parenting? Woo. Kirsten, you just said it. Stress is everywhere. And I think most of us, well, before I started studying the Enneagram, I thought st all stress was bad. Like I didn't know that I believed that until I started studying this. And now I just learned this. I've learned that stress just is. It's neither good or bad. It just is. And so that's helped me a little bit, but also knowing that how we deal with stress is what shows whether or not we're healthy or not, not the presence of stress. So that's been helpful for me. So stress is all around. Um, the Enneagram can help us put words again to how our type will respond under different conditions, stress being one of them. Um, the design of the Enneagram symbol, it's very purposeful because each type has two lines that go out from it. One line represents how your type might respond to stress, and the other line shows you uh, how your type responds when you're secure or when you're relaxed. So each type responds to stress differently based on their, their type. So for example, um, the type two is a supportive advisor. Um, Type twos just want to love all the people, but when a type two isn't responding well to stress, they may work overtime to meet the needs of others, to love them kind of aggressively. Um, and they may, under stress, make others unnecessarily dependent on them. But when a type two is handling their stress in a more healthy way, um, they may be more assertive in a very healthy way to ask for what they need. And they're able to draw boundaries and say no to good things so that they can say yes to the great things. Um, and as parents, I'm sure you can see through that example how stress can affect our parenting, but each type is different with how they respond to stress. I love that example in particular about going into overdrive, <laughs> trying to overmanage, um, because I do think, you know, you don't see that in your head as a clear stress response. The, the responses that come to your mind when we hear stress reaction, it's lashing out, snapping at someone, throwing, you know, unhealthy behaviors. But that overmanaging can be an unhealthy behavior as well. Well, I think most people think reactions to stress are aggressive. And that's not always the case. Sometimes reactions to stress, like how I respond to stress is I withdraw. And so I, I'm, I'm a type eight, which we talked about earlier, which tends to be a little more aggressive. Um, and so when I'm withdrawing, you need to know that something's wrong. And so that's how I respond to stress. So it's interesting. Stress isn't always throwing things or whatever, but the Enneagram can help us put words to, oh, I didn't know that I withdrew as a stress response. I had no idea until we studied the Enneagram. 
that self-awareness is so key. You're so right. I mean, and it, it really does help us um, understand and break down a little further. And we can come to solutions easier when we can put words to those things, just as you said. Yeah, absolutely. So is it possible for us to test our kids on the Enneagram number? I feel like that would just help me manage my household a little bit more. And maybe that's my um, high two score coming out as you <laughs> mentioned earlier. <laughs> but I'd like to be able to recognize um, you know, some different triggers or needs in my own children in my household um, and how, my, how recognizing that might help me be a better parent in general. Oh man. Imagine being able to know why your child is responding the way they are. And that's the Enneagram can tell you that. Um, if you're confident that your child can be honest and reveal why they do what they do, then absolutely. We could give them a test. We could download the results. Of course, as I said earlier, a test is just that. It's a test. It's based on your self-awareness currently and where you are. So if you believe your child can answer those questions honestly and see um, really the good, bad, and ugly of themselves, then sure, let's take a test. Um, if, it's, if it's harder for your kid to be introspective, then maybe we need to wait until they're ready. You as a parent, you're the one who's going to know when they're ready. Um, I've seen as a baseline, like 11 years old is a good line to start learning about the Enneagram and maybe talking about it with them. My poor kids, they're hearing about it already. And I have one who's asking me what his type is all the time and he's nine. So he's not quite there yet. He's not introspective. He just wants to know. So um, as a parent, again, it's so helpful for you to know your child's type. Um, it can help you know why they're freaking out. It can help you know why you're freaking out, <laughs> responding to them. Um, it can help you deal with the root issue for both your child and for you. Um, it can also help you change your approach to them so that you are de-escalating de the situation with your child instead of just throwing one fuel on the fire. Um, that's usually where I tend to live. <laughs> so I'm learning to back up off of things and de-escalate. Um, because when we learn about the Enneagram, it helps us not only avoid like a parenting fail, but then we're equipped as parents to bring out the best in our kids. And I think that's what every parent wants. Mm. Um, and just learning about each Enneagram type helps us do that. Yes. Absolutely. What parent doesn't want that? You, you I mean, who doesn't want that? <laughs> I need a roadmap, please. And yeah. <laughs> the Enneagram doesn't do that. I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not magic. <laughs> probably what you take from it too and the work yeah. you do and coaches like you I'm sure get to see that every day people really turning a corner with the knowledge that you're able to kind of uncover which is amazing one of the best things I've ever heard um, from any of my clients is one of my clients said Marcy I feel like I'm finally free to be myself I feel like I'm finally like there's words for what I've always been feeling inside. And I can't imagine we're adults. And so being able to have words to what we've always felt, but to be able to give that gift to our kids too, um, at an early age so that they don't get to a point where they're acting out, but not in touch with why. So the Enneagram can really help connect the dots. I mean, and help all of us feel free to be who we are Absolutely. instead of trying to manage it all the time. 
Mm -hmm. That feeling of being a misunderstood little kid, I don't think will ever leave our core feelings. So I, I totally agree. That is just wonderful. Yes. So we've talked a little bit about self-care and the importance of that. Metro Family has so many lists on simple and easy self-care ideas um, on our website. Uh, check us out on social media. If you're not getting our email newsletters, we're sending them out at least once a week, if not more, because let's be honest, we all need it more than that right now. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> walk, you know, breathing deeply, drinking more water, repeating an affirmation, things that don't cost money, they don't take a lot of time, but are so valuable in our mindset and our approach to the day. We know self-care is important um, in preparing us to be the best parents we can be too, as we discussed. So what kinds of self-care techniques are some of your go-tos um, or some of your favorite ones to recommend to your clients? And are there different self-care techniques that might be more successful depending on what your Enneagram number is? You are so right, Kirsten, when you say self-care is so important. And as I said earlier, you can't lead your child somewhere you haven't been. So to invest into yourself is to also invest into your child. And just to take a second before I answer your question, parents, I don't worry. You're not in danger of neglecting your child's needs just because you're taking care of yourself. Um, let yourself off the hook right now. There's absolutely, absolutely no guilt in doing something for you on a regular basis. So just have to say that off the top. Um, each type on the Enneagram needs to take care of themselves in a way that's specific to them. So for example, a type three, they are the successful achiever and they would benefit from an introspective practice because successful achieving is outward. So that type three can care for themselves by doing something like meditation or breath work because that can keep them from overworking themselves to get the approval of others. Um, a type eight like me, um, we are also um, always thinking about what could go wrong or what could happen or we're always hypervigilant. Um, we're not fearful of it, we're just thinking about it. Um, but a type eight would benefit from self-care that allows them to let that guard down. Um, so something like even as simple as an Epsom salt bath or spending more time outside, enjoying creation, those kinds of things um, are good for a type eight. So each type has a different thing that would appeal to them for sure, absolutely. Well, and you just talked about knowing yourself and being self-aware and you're right. I mean, some of us can't sit still for a five minute meditation and that just sounds like torture, <laughs> but, but taking a bath is a physical way, you know, to say I'm here in the water. I can't go run a load of laundry. I can't go make some food real fast. I, I just have to sit here. <laughs> and so I think you're right. knowing those things about yourself is so valuable. Man, I have a friend who says that rest is hard work. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's, so, it's so, it's it's ridiculous how hard we make it to rest for ourselves. So like, I bet some of you are thinking, man, I can't sit in a bath. There's too much stuff to do. What do you mean? And in the end, I think if you were to take that step, when you take that step to take care of yourself, um, you'll learn over time as you make yourself rest and it is work, you'll learn that over time, um, first of all, when you look forward to that rest, 
um, just looking forward to it helps you do hard things during the week. So looking forward to the rest, but also actually in it, you'll get to where um, you can't not have it anymore. And that's good. We need to reset our souls in those times of self-care. Um, that's what they're for. And if I may be so bold, I'm a type eight. We talked about this. May I be so bold to say that um, part of maybe where we are as a society is because we haven't taken time to tend to ourselves and to rest and to actually think about where am I? What am I doing? What is happening right now? Um, I'm the leader of that pack. I need to step back, take a deep breath and, and figure myself out and do some self-care before I move forward. So it's, it's so helpful. And I think at first people will say, there's no time for that. I can't be doing that. Um, try it and see, because after a while, after you get in the routine of it, you'll be like, man, I can't not have that. I need it. And that's a great thing to be addicted to and to need is rest and self-care. Well, and I was just going to say how many of us have not lost 20 minutes scrolling through social media when that 20 minutes could have been better spent filling our own souls. Yes. Kirsten, preach that. Get it. That's great. <laughs> Clearly something I'm working on. So that's why it's really <laughs> Yes. Uh, so another thing, of course, being tested right now, we're just getting it from all angles, I feel, um, as parents, but marriages are um, in the grind right now. We've seen, seen some big celebrity breakups um, on all of the gossip magazines on social media. Many of us know couples personally who are splitting up during this very stressful time period that we're in. Um, one side of your business deals with marriage in the Enneagram, as well as premarital counseling. So for those of us that do have a partner and are listening today, what are what is the benefit of thinking about your Enneagram number in relation to your partner's number? And maybe what are some common successes or mistakes you see in marriages or relationships as it relates to how the Enneagram numbers relate to each other? Goodness. So... Yes, it is inevitable. Um, after people learn their Enneagram type, one of the most frequently asked questions is, well, what types go together? Who should I be with according to my type? You can't Everybody. You have a oh, magic. Right. This is not magic. I told you guys, not magic. Okay, so <laughs> everybody wants to know, well, who should I be with? What do you mean? And here's the deal. The answer is that every type combination can be happy together if both partners have high levels of self-awareness. So it's key because if you don't know why you're doing what you're doing, you can't expect um, your partner or your spouse or your friends or whoever it is to know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, so every type can be happy together provided that you're working on your self-awareness. And the reverse is also true. Um, all combinations can struggle if both people have a lack of self-awareness. So imagine Imagine knowing why your spouse is being short with you. Having that answer. And therefore, because you already know, you don't have to let it get you into a spiral. Or imagine that your spouse knows the motive of your heart and you don't need to explain a thing to them. Um, I don't know about you, but y'all, that sounds like heaven to me. Like that sounds fantastic. So our marriage and Enneagram coaching, um, it definitely puts your Enneagram type side by side. And then we talk about wh what places you're humming along in your relationship and where you might need to put more work in. 
So it puts them side by side and you get to look at it and go, okay, well, here's where you're doing great. Here's where you guys understand each other. Um, here's some places it can get wonky. So that's what's helpful about that. Um, I believe marriage is the most sacred relationship we have. Um, and it's also my opinion. That's why marriage is so hard. Mm. So when we can understand our spouse, um, why they're doing the things they're doing, it's so much easier to give them grace and to keep things healthy. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's actually true in all of our relationships. Imagine understanding your friends, understanding your family and why they do what they do. It's much easier to give them grace to keep things healthy. And that's true of all of our relationships. So, and I also think that's the biggest benefit of learning the Enneagram to improve how we see ourselves and our relationships. Um, gosh, and who, we all need improvement in our relationships. I'm sorry to tell y'all, but we really, really do. And we need healing in those relationships. And that's what I'm, I'm proud to say the Enneagram can help with that. That is wonderful. I think we have got a lot of work to do. I know I do. A lot of it is fun and freeing work though, as we discussed, discovering more about yourself, helping yourself grow, that should be energy inducing. Taking time for self-care, taking time for care in our marriages and our kids, that should be energy giving time. And well, make so no mistake, it's it's work. Like you, I mean, rest is work. We talk, It's work, but this there is no other work that is rewarding as the work of self-reflection and self-improvement. Like there's no, there's nothing more rewarding. Heck yes, it's work. <laughs> but the work, I guarantee you, will be worth it. I guarantee it. That's, it's crazy to say, but I 100% can tell you, your relationships will improve and the way you respond to them will improve when you when you do the hard work. Absolutely. Thank you so much for all of this, Marcy. We needed some permission um, to let go and rest a bit, even though it is hard work. We needed some, uh, a little fire under our butts to, <laughs> to fix some things in ourselves and our relationships that we aren't caring for. And I really appreciate this advice. I know our listeners were, will appreciate it as well. Um, so thank you for all of this information um, on how to take care of ourselves, our kids, our marriages. Tell us about where we can find you and learn more about you and your practice. Oh man, I'd love to hang out with you guys. That is my jam. So the reclaimedsoul.org is our website. We're also on all the social media, the reclaimed soul on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, but I definitely, you can get a free consultation. We can talk about where do you want to go? Where are you stuck? What would you like to talk about? I'm here for it. So definitely um, hit us up, thereclaimedsoul.org. I look forward to meeting you guys. And dang, Kirsten, let me tell you something. Thank you for spending time with me today because I need all of you to know any of these things, they're born out of having been there. So I feel exactly where all of you are, where all of you want to go, because I'm right there with you. I want to grow as well. So might as well just do it together. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what a better way to have a partner. So yeah. that's awesome. Marcy, thank you again. Thank you all for listening and join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.